Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock, and this is Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. Today's topic, the political future of Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. There's been a lot of speculation lately about what Hogan's next political step is. Even though he's a lame duck governor, his, uh, he's in his second term, he can't be elected again. His term expires uh, after in early 2023, following the 2022 state elections. Um, you know, he's, it's widely believed that his political career is not done. And so far, the most likely path that's been portrayed for Governor Hogan has been a challenge to uh, to President Trump, good Lord, Governor Trump, uh, a challenge to President Trump in 2020 for the Republican nomination. Uh, So President Trump does have a Republican challenger, former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld, um, but uh, very few people are taking Governor Weld's candidacy seriously. It seems that, you know, Governor Weld just seems to like to run for things. And, uh, you know, is I believe he was uh, the Libertarian Party's candidate for vice president uh, in 2016. He ran with Gary Johnson. So, um, you know, there's that. Um, but so there, there's... A want on the part of many people in what I called in my last podcast the Kasich wing of the Republican Party for a more moderate um, candidate to represent what the Republican Party should be and what it should be in the future. And so they're looking at Hogan as that guy. And Hogan should probably take the talk seriously and Frankly, I I urge him to run, and I encourage him to run. Uh, I'm not sure that another Republican can beat Donald Trump for the nomination, but I do know one can take a serious dent into into his vote, and maybe it would take another Republican to make Donald Trump just a little bit more honest and just a little bit more of a better person, although that's very tough, uh, and a better candidate going into 2020. Um, Hogan has said publicly that he has strong doubts as to whether Trump can get reelected in 2020, and he's right to have those doubts because I don't see that happening. But, um, but um, you know, whether or not he's willing to take the step to step up and run, who knows? Uh, one thing is for sure, if he really does want to become the president of the United States, Uh, 2020 would be a good time for him to make the connections to jump into the race Uh, because, you know, let's say that Trump is the nominee and, you know, let's say that a Democrat wins in 2020 or, and it's a more likely scenario than a lot of you in listener land want to think, Trump may win re-election in 2020. Well, then what happens? So then what does the 2024 Republican field look like? You have somebody like, you know, Mike Pence, who certainly uh, has expressed interest in seeking the presidency on his own. Uh, I believe that the most formidable Republican candidate in 2024 would be the former governor of South Carolina and the former ambassador to the United Nations, uh, Nikki Haley. 
You know, she has served under Trump, although not that long, and in a position that's afforded her some distance from Trump. Uh, she broke from Trump. She was a very successful governor of South Carolina. And, uh, you know, she's also a, a woman of color. So there is that going. Uh, you would have to think about a Rand Paul in that sort of a scenario. Um, and I'm sure there would be several others. Um, Hogan would do well to get out in front of that curve uh, run in 2020, not win, but establish himself as a moderate alternative who has a clear lane, you know, a, a populist of in the in the conservative side of a different color than Trump. You have a clear lane in running in 24. So who knows what that brings, but I think that's the Hogan presidential path. But there's been a second path that has been talked about uh, most recently, and that is that Hogan may be interested in running for president or that the presidential talk is just that talk and that his real goal is to run against Senator Chris Van Hollen in 2022. Uh, so Hogan's name still being at the top of a Maryland Republican ticket uh, would probably be the Republicans' best chance to hold on to the governorship because uh, the names that I've heard about on the Republican side as being interested in running for governor, uh, Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford, uh, Labor Secretary or Department of Commerce Secretary, former Labor Secretary Kelly Schultz, uh, a few other, uh, Harford County Executive Barry Glassman, uh, I mean, Schultz, who is a former state legislator from Frederick County, uh, is probably the most appealing candidate there, uh, but probably not the strongest candidate. And if we're looking at a Democratic field where the frontline candidates right now would be uh, Comptroller Francho, Peter Francho, and uh, I would say the Prince George's County Executive, Angela Also Brooks. Um, you know, I still want to throw former Howard County Executive Ken Ullman into that. Um, maybe a Doug Gansler, maybe a Brian Frosch, who knows? Um, you know, regardless of who amongst those four people I just named, I think that person is a very strong favorite over the best of the Republicans and the best who the Republicans have to offer. Um, so Hogan at the top of a Maryland ticket would help, would certainly help Republicans' chances. Uh, could he win as a U.S. senator? Uh, again, if he could call together the same sort of coalition that got him elected governor twice, uh, possible, but Governor Hogan has had the privilege in Maryland of running against people who did not run very good campaigns. Uh, I mean, first off, he has beaten two men of color, which, you know, um, that says volumes that I'll just leave alone. Um, but Anthony Brown's campaign was not the strongest and Ben Jealous's campaign was certainly not the strongest. 
And uh, even if that Democratic primary that I just mentioned leaves the Democratic Party in Maryland bruised, I think there are enough Democrats out there again to beat whoever the Republican wins. So having Hogan at the top could be their only hope. And his running a federal campaign in 2020 to as setting up a shot to run another federal campaign in Maryland in 2022, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of logic behind it. Um, But I'm also not sure, you know, as I said before, if he's going to run for the highest office in the land, why not keep on doing that and give that a shot? If he's going to give it a shot in 20, why doesn't he give that a shot in 24? You know, I don't think Larry Hogan wants to become Alan Keyes, run for president, run for Senate in this state, run for president again, run for Senate in another state and all that nonsense. He doesn't want to do that. He's not that guy. Um, But uh, it will be very interesting to see what happens. The option I'm not hearing for Hogan is that he won't run for anything, is that his political career will be done, Uh, which I think is very interesting. Uh, You know, it seems that uh, Governor Hogan's uh, done pretty well in the real estate market, I understand. Um, You know, very interesting how that works there. So uh, doubtless he could go forward uh, in his political world, go back to running Change Maryland, uh, maybe uh, be head of the RNC, maybe form a national political organization along the lines of Change Maryland. you know, or, or just enjoy his life and his family. Um, but I'm not hearing that that's a likely scenario for Governor Hogan, so time will tell with that. But uh, it's very interesting that we're not talking about the 2020 session. We're not talking about redistricting that's uh, the year after that. Uh, we're talking about what office the governor's running for. And, um, you know, time will tell. And uh, he has a few paths. It will be fascinating to see how the scuttlebutt lays out. I've kind of tried to uh, draw the pluses and minuses of each of those paths. And, uh, you know, as often happens, the reality is sometimes even more off the wall. So I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock. Take care.